the state of the Twins farm system, my updated top 10, and who could debut for the Twins in September. I think there's some prime candidates. I think we will see some September debuts. I'll tell you who on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, August 19th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, three years daily basis, hosting this podcast, four seasons over at Twins Daily, breaking down the Minnesota Twins. I have an updated top 10 prospects list, and that kind of leads into what you might see from this pitching staff in September and who could debut in September as we get to crunch time. Twins start a four-game set with the Rangers here shortly. In about an hour, they'll get going. Uh, But September looks interesting, and I think you're going to see some maybe creative, creative blueprints for pitching in September. You may not like it. I may not happen, but I think they have an opportunity to get creative with pitching. In September, here's my updated top 10. Royce Lewis, Brooks Lee, Emmanuel Rodriguez, Simeon Woods-Richardson, Connor Prelip, Louis Varlin, Marco Raya, Austin Martin, Matt Walner, and David Festa. Those are my top 10 Twins prospects right now. Just missed Mizial Urbina and Edward Julian. So a little bit, Royce Lewis, we know, hurt for the year. I still think he has the best chance in the system to be a five or a six win star level player. I think Royce Lewis for as good as I think Brooks Lee can be. I think Lewis has the, has upside more than anybody. Uh, And that's why he's my number one prospect. And we saw so much from him. And I know universally, he's not really looked at as the twins best prospect anymore. I would still put Royce Lewis at the top because he came back very well from a first torn ACL. It doesn't mean he'll come back and do the same thing for the second, but I'm not going to doubt Royce Lewis at this point. I think he's, I think he's proven himself, and I'm excited to see him hopefully as soon as June of 2023. Brooks Lee is number two, the Twins' first-round pick this year. As you'd expect, he's 15 for 44 with two doubles and a homer across the rookie league and high A with Cedar Rapids. Switch hitter all around, can play all the infield spots, good hands. I think he's going to be a future really good regular for the Twins. The difference will he have you know, all-star level power? Will he have MVP level all-around contributions defensively and offensively? Those are your question marks, but I don't think there's any question Brooks Lee is going to be, you know, I think his future is batting fifth for the Twins in a couple of years and and just a, a linchpin in their in their lineup. I'm, I'm excited about him too. Emmanuel Rodriguez has some serious upside in the outfield. He's my third ranked Twins prospect. A breakout season for him at the lower level of the minors. He's only you know, 19 years old, he got hurt too, which sucks because I think he was on his way to potentially being the Twins' best prospect by the end of the year because he has that much upside. He's been so good. The walks, the power, and if you're looking for a future top prospect, yes, Brooks Lee is going to be your prime candidate, but a top prospect in two or three years when Lee hopefully graduates, Emmanuel Rodriguez should be 
a top 50 prospect in baseball in a couple of years. He's that talented. Just got to stay healthy. Woods Richardson, and he's the first on this list I think has a chance to debut in September for the Twins. Recently called up to AAA. Very good year at AA. Woods Richardson, I think people slept on him because he had a poor season last year. But remember, this is a, a former top 100 prospect who's pitching to guys at AA who are on average three and a half years older than him. He's 21, and he's at AA, and he's big and strong, has a potential starters mix. Fastball fluctuates but can get to the mid-90s. I think Woods Richardson has a good chance to be a mid-rotation starter for the Twins in the future. Connor Prelip, the fifth-ranked prospect on this list for me. You know, injury, big-time left-handed arm, slider at 90. The upside with him, too. I, I'm excited about this group because I think there's a lot of upside within this, this top 10. There's less of a floor than there's been in recent years. You felt like there was, but sometimes a floor is it, it's not – it's non-existent. Like I thought there was a high floor for Alex Kirilov and there still could be right now. It doesn't, doesn't look like he had a high floor, right? Like injury can ruin your, your set floor you have as a prospect. They've had higher floors in recent years, more depth. This is a higher upside top 10, more volatile top 10. And I think that's why you see the twins toward the bottom of prospect rankings now after they traded away steer who I view and I think many view as having a high floor as a major league regular and Carnacion strand probably a high floor as a major league regular questions with those two just defensively but other than that they're going to be regulars in the majors the twins had a floor and they traded away some of those floor guys even Cade Povich kind of you know back of the rotation floor I think now it's we're hoping these guys pan out and stay healthy and if they do they could boom. You just don't have that same stability you had in the system before the trade deadline and last year even or a year before that when Lewis was doing really well at the lower minors and you had Kirloff and Larnick and Gratterall and all these guys, you know, excelling. That's not the case anymore. Do I think it's a bad system? No, I don't think it's a bad system. I think they have some really intriguing prospects, guys who could potentially be like stars in their system and Rodriguez and Prelip could be a, a lockdown starter as from the left side, big left-handed starter. They have guys who could turn out to be very good players. There's just more volatility with this group now, and it's it's there's more variance, I think, within this top 10. But sometimes you think there's more variance and there's not. You, you think there's less variance and there's not, and I think Kirilov is a good example of that. Let's continue on with this top 10, and then who could we see debut for the Twins? Maybe even in August, but most likely in September. Who are we watching for out of the minor league system to try to help this team win the American League Central and ultimately win in the postseason? First, did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. Enter Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extracts. All of them work together to wake up a sluggish liver. Best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of Locked on Twins, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. This makes it the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula Go to liver, getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula 
completely risk-free. Louis Varland, I have at six. Twins minor league pitcher of the year in 2021. St. Paul, Minnesota native. Very good year. Again, not as dominant as he was last year, but he moved up to double A. Now he's up to triple A. Had a great debut. He's touching 99 on that hot, you know, Saints gun. He's probably more 96, 97. We had Aram Layton come on the show, though, a couple months ago to talk about this system. And he said he had to say it at the end. I, I was ending the show. I was like, okay, thanks, Aram, for everything. Thank you so much. And he goes, hey, hey, hey. I need to tell you about Louis Varland because you didn't ask about him. He said, I love this kid's fastball. He's a prospect analyst. He said, I love this kid's fastball. It's got great characteristics. It's jumpy. His fastball has great life. And he's kind of paired that with a good mid, mid 80s slider. The question is, can he get lefties out and will he be a starter long term? Because of mostly that question, will he be able to get left handed hitters out with a fastball dominant repertoire? I think he's going to be very good against right-handed hitters if he's a major league pitcher. And whether that's as a reliever or as a starter, that remains to be seen. I have him at six, though, because I think he, he has a really good chance to be a major league pitcher. And he's a 15th round pick with a very good chance to be a major league pitcher for the Twins. Great, great story, Louis Varlin. Number seven, I have Marco Rio, who hasn't pitched in a couple weeks, but when he's pitched at the lower levels, awesome in Fort Myers. He was someone I circled after the 2020 draft. Velo is ticked up. He's not big, but he's growing. There's more in that frame. He's young, and his stuff is electric. He told me his best pitch was his slider. His fastball has got great life, too. Good, fat, good hard, mid-90s fastball. I think there's more projectability there. Got to stay healthy. He's had some COVID problems, injury problems, like been on and off the injury list in his time with the Twins. Higher upside. He's another example of higher upside. In recent years, you'd see Marco Rye a little bit further down this list because the Twins would have higher floor players ahead of him. He's number seven on my list, though, because there is upside. I think he has, you know, if he has a progression like Louis Varland has had, he would be, he's going to be in the top top five in no time. If he pitches as well as Varland did at the A levels, he has. I mean, Marco's pitched really well at the low at low A. If he moves up to Cedar Rapids and he pitches really well at Cedar Rapids and he has kind of the year Varland did in 2021, I could definitely see Marco Raya winning minor league pitcher of the year in a year or moving up to double A ahead of ahead of schedule. I could see those things happening for him. Because I do think he has an electric arm, and he has that kind of grit, and he has that that intensity you love to see. 273 ERA and 14 starts this year for the muscles. Big-time strikeout rate, low walk rate. He's only 20 years old. So Marco Raya, got to continue to watch him. Austin Martin, as I have at eighth. Jordan Belazovic is out of my top ten. I have Austin Martin at eighth. I still think Martin can be a good major league player. It's been such an extreme, like it's so extreme. It's either he's hitting for a high average and getting on base at a, at a very high clip or he's doing nothing. It's it, There's been no in-between this year. If he was having a little bit better year, he wouldn't fall down prospect list, but he, he, lost, he lost power plus he lost his on-base ability. Like he lost both things this year. Terrible year for Austin Martin. Hopefully he can put together a good finish. He just came off the injured list. He's had some wrist problems, which I know have impacted him at the plate and certainly did in 2021. But man, it, you could describe it as a lost season for Austin Martin. It's a lost season. It's a really bad year for a former top 100 prospect. And the headliner it could be Woods Richardson being the headliner now in the Jose Barrios trade. Ninth, I have Matt Walner. Walner, I am... 
I don't know. I, I don't know about him because the strikeout numbers and the streakiness are just so scary to me. If you do that in the minors, you're going to do it in the majors unless you make an adjustment. And I don't know. I'm just, I think there's so much swing and miss with him. You see Trevor Larnick didn't have very much swing and miss in the minors. Like didn't strike out as much as you would think for a left-handed power bat. He came up and he strikes out. He struck out a lot. But in the, like you look at Walner who already strikes out a lot. I still have him ninth because his raw power potential is off the charts. He gets on base a lot. He draws walks. I still have him ninth, and he has a great arm in right field. He projects as a future right fielder defensively. I still have him ninth. I just don't know if the the swing and miss is gonna is gonna really decrease in the majors, or if it's gonna become too much of an issue for Walner. David Fest, I have tenth. Him and Raya to me are very similar, but Raya just. You know, he's been in the system a little bit longer, and they just drafted Festa, but he's been just as good this year. And he's moved up to Cedar Rapids. He was dominant at low A and across two levels this year. 229 ERA for the Twins in the system. He was drafted in the 13th round. I believe he was the number 398th pick in the draft. 399. 399th pick in the draft. He signed for $125,000 out of Seton Hall, and he has a decent chance to win. Twins minor league pitcher of the year this year. So that draft was incredible. Encarnacion, Strand, Petty, Festa, so many guys it feels like, and guys like Povich, guys they've traded away from that draft. Who could we see in September? September debuts. Who could we see make their debut for the Twins? I'm going to tell you after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. The NFL is coming. You're going to want to play. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Let's go back to April. We'll go back to April and think about the Twins rotation. They had a six-man rotation. They had Ryan, Gray, Ober, Paddock, Bundy, and Archer. They had a six-man rotation to ease guys in after a shortened spring training. It made all the sense in the world, and they had excess starters. They had six starters and five spots, so they, they went to a six-man rotation. And then Winder factored in because Sonny was on the injured list. They still they tried, for the most part, to keep a six-man rotation. I think they're going to run into, maybe, it, it probably will work itself out, but where they're trending is they could run into a situation where they have more than five starters. If Winder, Maeda, Dobnak, and Ober come back in September, and they'll all come back probably at different times, some of them might not come back at all. You know, it's it's likely that at least one of them will not return for whatever reason. Probably the most likely is Maeda because he had Tommy John surgery a year ago, and, and you don't know. Like, he's progressing, but we don't know. If those guys come back, what I think you could see happen is not a six-man rotation. Let's just hypothetically say it's over. Let's say the Twins and now Mally has shoulder soreness, so – we're counting him, but we don't know if he'll be there. Let's say it's Mally, Gray, Ryan, Archer, and Bundy with Bailey Ober as your six. I don't think a six-man rotation is viable in, in September because 
you want Sonny Gray and Tyler Malley starting every fifth day. A six-man rotation really only makes sense for the beginning of the year because the games, they're not less important, but they also had more depth in the rotation with Paddock. They didn't have Malley either. You need Malley and Gray starting every fifth game down the stretch this year, especially because Gray's uh, innings count is low. You got to take advantage of those innings and have him starting every fifth day. So six-man rotation is not viable. Here's what I think is viable. I think you could see Louis Varland come up in September with his repertoire. I think he makes the most sense in a hybrid piggyback role to, to eat some innings for the Twins. Here's what you could see. A rotation of Mally, Gray, and Ryan. They go on regular turns. They take their, their regular turns. You're not planning anything out with those three. Maybe you could a little bit with Ryan. And then you get to Archer and Bundy. And if you have Archer on the fourth day, you plan it out kind of like they did with Winder and Archer at, at a point in April. They did that against the White Sox. I think it was the game Buxton walked it off against Liam Hendricks. They went wind, Archer to Winder as a piggyback situation. You could say, okay, Chris Archer is going to go through the lineup one time. And through the lineup one time this year, Archer's been pretty good. Like you look at his numbers and even the eye test checks out with that. His stuff is good enough to get through a lineup one time. It's when he sees it a second time, sometimes he loses his command. And certainly a third time, it hasn't really happened at all this year. You could say to Chris Archer, you're going to go through the lineup one time. And on the year, opponents are hitting 189 with a 613 OPS against Chris Archer the first time through the order. You could say, Arch, you get three. You get one time through the order, whether that's two or three innings, you get one time through. Then we're going to go to Louie, and Varlin's going to get a chance in the fourth and fifth inning, and he's going to let it loose because Varlin's fastball is mid-90s as a starter. If you told him to let it let it loose a little bit out of the pen in the middle innings, I think he could get up to the upper, upper 90s with the fastball. Just fastball slider hard, especially against a right-handed heavy lineup like the White Sox or like the Yankees, or like another, you know, a right-handed heavy group, the Blue Jays come to mind, you could let Varlin kind of eat in that spot and give him a, a time through the order. Then you have maybe Maeda or Dobnak take an inning, and then you can get into the to the regular bullpen. It gives teams different looks, and it maximizes times through the order where you let Archer see it once where he's been great this year. Varlin see the, a lineup once where he can let it loose, and then you go to your bullpen. And it, it's just like someone started six innings, it's like Archer went six, but it was actually Archer Varlin. Now, it's easier said than done. They would have to move Louie to a bullpen role or a quasi-bullpen role early on. You can't just throw him into a pennant race in September and tell him to go eat up some major league innings. We saw with Duran, though. like They did that to Duran. He got a chance in spring training. He had an opportunity to get into a bullpen role. You could move Varlin into a, a middle innings role in St. Paul for a couple weeks and, and prep him and see how he looks in that role. Then the question comes, is he going to be able to be a starter again next year? I think yes, because you're not, it's not a one inning fire role. It's you are throwing like 30 or 40 pitches, hopefully or 40, 50 pitches and you're eating up innings in the middle of games. It's, it's better than having Archer just go four and then going directly to the bullpen. You have that bridge. And I think Varlin could fill that, more than Woods Richardson could, because I think Varland is more of a two-pitch guy. Like I think Simeon, when he when he's at his best, has four good pitches. Varland is going to be more fastball slider, and I think that's why he would benefit most from a role like that. And then just having Kenta would be great in any capacity. Like having him spotting him up against mostly righties, it would be awesome to have Kenta Maeda back for just an inning at a time. Randy Dobnak's the one. 
I don't know. So if you looked at that for your fourth day, you went Archer, Varlin, Maeda. And then you have Bundy on the fifth day. You could go Bundy for three, bring in Bailey Ober for three. That's a different look, too, for a hitter. You got Bundy, and then you got big Bailey Ober. It's it's a change. It's all about looks for a lineup. You could, you could piggyback Bundy and Ober as well. Just getting creative. Things that the Twins could do. So debuts I could see happening. Louis Varlin's at the top of my list for who could debut in September, especially if Tyler Malley is down. Would the Twins prefer to go to Aaron Sanchez or Devin Smeltzer over Louis Varlin? That that could be true. And it could especially be true because the Twins bullpen, if you look at the numbers in August, has been a really good bullpen. Like by wins above replacement, they are tied for fifth. Expected fielding independent pitching, they're a top five group. Strikeout to walk rate, they're a top five group. They've had some blowups, but they just had a great week against a bad Kansas City team, admittedly. It's been better, and you could see the Twins rely even more on their bullpen in September. It's possible they'd rather have Sanchez go out there for three innings than Louis Varlin, but I'd rather see Varlin, and I think Twins fans would rather see Varlin. Varlin certainly has more upside, and if he comes out and he pitches well in that role, you can almost slot him into a role next year on the Major League team right out of spring training. They have an opportunity here, I think, with Louis Varlin. He was supposed to start last night. Unfortunately, that game was rained out in St. Paul. See him for one or two more starts. If he looks good and his velocity is where it's been, why not? Why not bring him up in September as a September call-up as one of those two extra roster spots and see if he can give you some quality innings? I'd prefer Winder before Varlin because he has a little bit of major league experience. He has more AAA experience, and he's looked good in some of his starts and some of his outings at the big league level, if he's healthy and he's feeling good with his shoulder, I prefer winder over Varlin. But if they lose some guys, like if, if guys go down, why not bring up Louis Varlin? I think he's a prime call-up candidate. Woods Richardson is a possibility. I think they're more like getting him on track for next year. I think Woods Richardson has an ETA of mid 2023 to join the rotation in case of an injury. Could you see Balazovic? He's just been, if Balazovic even had like a 450 or 5 ERA at AAA this year, I would be much more open to that. He did throw four scoreless innings last night or two nights ago in St. Paul. He's just been so bad. Like you can't put a guy with a 9 ERA in the majors. I don't care about his, his prior prospect status. Like it's just really hard to justify that. Could see Matt Walner, but Jake Cave's ahead of him. Contreras is ahead of him. They have guys ahead of Matt Walner on the depth chart. Could see Matt Walner. But those are the three with Balazovic kind of on the outside. Louis Varlin, I think, is absolutely a candidate to uh, to make his debut this year. Woods Richardson, outside chance. Matt Walner, an outside chance. And then Balazovic, I think if you just had to add a fourth name, he would be the fourth name that I would add. So let me know what you think in the comments. Hopefully the Twins get a big series win this weekend leading into Monday against the Texas Rangers. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Now make your second list on the Lockdown MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins.